Hey everyone, it's David Warren. Welcome again to the Authentic Dad Podcast, where we inspire fathers to live deeply, fully, and have a greater impact on themselves, their partners, their children. Today, I am joined by Gina Brazzini. Gina is a fascinating person, one of my favorite people, in fact. She has a very interesting background. She's originally from Bulgaria. She came to New York. She wanted to be an artist. Now she's a coach. She also has a degree in spiritual psychology, and she helps people find their purpose and align themselves through the use of archetypes, which is fascinating and interesting and also really, really helpful. If you've never studied the archetypes, I highly recommend it. Please stick around for that. Please reach out further.coach, F-U-R-T-H-U-R.coach to say hi, to do a 30-minute discovery call. Check me out on Instagram, further underscore coaching, TikTok, further coaching. I would love to hear from you. Have a great one, and I'll see you on the other side. So I am here with my friend Gina Brazzini. She is a relationship expert and coach. She's passionate about presence, healing, and connection. She works with individuals, couples, and groups to enhance their experience of personal presence confidence and connection. She has a master's in spiritual psychology and fine arts. And she has a lot of different influences. She uses strategic intervention and circling. We can explain that for those who don't know what that is. NLP, which for those who don't know is neuro-linguistic programming, core energetics, masculine and feminine dynamics, and nonviolent communication. And you'll notice an accent. You are originally from Bulgaria. Is that correct, Gina? Yes, I am. So let's hear about your story, because I know that from Bulgaria, I won't tell the story. You tell the story. You came to New York City, and you landed. I mean, you were an artist. You were not working in the therapy, personal growth realm. Is that correct? Yes, it is. I started as an artist. I've been an artist since I remember myself, actually. I started being prepared as a professional artist at the age of 12. And that was really a big part of my life. Uh, So I am on my, it's not even second, probably third career. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What what kind of, because it's interesting when you say the word art, you know, I think there are very different versions of that, right? Somebody can be a plumber and be an artist or a lawyer. And you were actually doing fine art. Like what kind of things were you doing? Like telling a little bit about your artwork. Yeah, uh, well, few things. I actually have a few careers in, in the arts and I was really a career artist. So it's a business. It's not just waiting for inspiration and do s- s- stuff on the weekend. Um, so the first, my first, um, um, it, it, I worked in theater and film. Mm-hmm. So this is where, how I started. And then I also have been a studio artist for many years in New York City and supported myself by uh, exhibiting and selling my art in different places. I also um, have been doing a lot, I have, I have done a lot of public commissions and mm-hmm. uh, mural work and, and, and all that. And that was a big part of it. That's incredible. I mean, you're one of those rare people who was really making a living as, as an artist, as you said, not a hobby. How did you land in getting a master's degree and being a coach and, and doing the work you're doing now? You know, that's probably gonna sound trivial because a lot of, uh, a lot of people who enter the 
field of psychology and and helping others uh, start with their, healing their own pain. And I'm not um, an exception. This is how how it was for me. Uh, I there was a lot to a lot for me to heal. There was uh, it, even just the transition from a country that is so different than coming here and then to, um, learning to adjust through a different language, different culture, different ways of being. Um, that alone can be traumatic. And, and, and then it, it's just, I was, a, I was a single mother as well. So I had to take care of my, my young son. And um, there were a lot of challenges along the road. So there was a point in my life when I, uh, I realized that I need to seriously start uh, looking for some healing inside my own healing. And this is how it started. And then uh, it expanded into me being so interested in that, that I decided to continue um, my education and, and, and to start helping others. And for that, I needed to get a degree and to get a, um, the skills that are necessary. I mean, you never set out to say, I'm going to do this work, but as you got into your own healing work, it sounds like you were just so fascinated by it and you decided to, to do for others. And I think it's sounds not that you can't, get into this work by doing your own healing. Um, what I want to say is like, that seems like a very common path and not that you can't get into this work by, by not doing that. It seems like you're more effective, not you, but a coach or a therapist can really sit and be there with the client because they, they've been there. And I find that, you know, a lot of, not all, but a lot of therapists, coaches, people in the healing arts, that, that's how that's how it starts. You start with yourself. So I love that. You have like all of these different tools in your toolbox. I mean, I sort of, you know, named a few things. And as we spoke before, um, before we were recording this, right now you're working on archetypes. Yes. Which yes. I found very, very fascinating. Could you explain what that actually means? I started, I, I studied that years ago and uh, I was still kind of in between my careers. I was still in the earth. So, and, and I was taking these courses about understanding, deeper understanding of archetypes. Mm -hmm. And um, in particular, the archetypes that goes beyond Jung who started mm -hmm. it. And there's so much work after that, the more contemporary expanding of uh, um, understanding of archetypes. And I was really fascinated by that to a point that I actually started painting this giant six by eight feet paintings of archetypes so I can really understand the, the energy. So according to the experts mm -hmm. uh, on archetypes, archetypes are forces psychological and unconscious forces that are operating within each one of us. And they really relate to the ways in which we express or the way that we um, show up in the world. Sort of like, would it be fair to like a universal energy? Universal energy. Yeah, and I, I think, I don't know if Jung, for those of you, I used, to, I used to think it was Jung or Carl Jung, but I think, but I think it is Jung. He 
I don't know, he sort of came up with this um, collective unconscious where that there's these, as you said, universal energies, universal archetypes that we all sort of have and can embody that and some people say there are 12, I guess others say there are more, like, tell, tell me a little more, like, why is this important to even think about or talk about, like, archetypes? Well, for me, you, you mentioned earlier that, um, see, authenticity is really important for me, being authentic, being aligned with who you truly are. This, for me, this is the number one thing, the prerequisite to being happy, really. And um, for a lot of us, when we, are, we, when we misplace our being, so to speak, to speak we cannot achieve um, happiness or peace or, or, or great connections with other people. So I believe that the first step towards more happiness is to get to know yourself. Who are you? How, what are you made of? And with the archetypes, we actually can see a, a bigger picture, the whole picture. But when we do just therapy or coaching or something, we encounter tiny pieces of it and we can work with that and that's really helpful and it's really fantastic. But we really have the whole picture and there's a, there's a system in which we can actually see all these 12. 12 are the major players, so to speak, within, within us. Each one of us has 12 different personal archetypes that are related to the purpose, our purpose, why we're here in this lifetime. So this is how I'm, I'm viewing that and, and, and all that. And when we make them conscious, we can make better decisions. Beautiful, because I guess when you go to therapy, sometimes therapy is basically just to heal something or a dysfunction. And what you're talking about is different we're not just healing something we're actually aligning with who we really are we're aligning with a purpose and the archetypes help us find that out and we're, to be conscious of that purpose and it's like a missing piece that i would think that a lot of i'm sure there are some therapists but most therapists aren't going to deal with archetypes well, yes, and some, some do, a lot of them do, but as I said, just um, um, maybe little pieces. For example, in the last um, 15, 20 years, what's become really very popular if you're in therapy as well, is working with the inner child. And that's one of the archetypes that we all share. So there are four archetypes that we all share as human beings. And one of them is this one, the archetypes that are supporting our um, survival. So uh, a lot of therapies work with that inner child and we're all familiar by this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that. I would imagine, um, and maybe some do, they're not framing it that way, but, but they are working with inner child, which is an archetype. Um, so you mentioned four, do you, um, what are the other three? So we have inner child. <laughs> I'm putting you on the spot. The three that we all sharing as human beings. Yes, I, I love those. I, I call them the formidable four. And yeah. um, they are the, the child, mm -hmm. the saboteur, okay. the prostitute, and the victim. Okay, so the inner child, which I think we're all familiar with, um, yes. we're all part of us, that's sort of this younger um, kid part. It could be healthy, could be wounded. Um, but it's but it's the, the the child part, the saboteur. I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, 
is the part of us that is what it says. It's sabotaging maybe, or, or it's an energy that um, can be a roadblock in our life or a, res a resistance. What would you say is like an example of a saboteur? Well, what's important to, the, the way I'm teaching that is that uh, the, the archetypes are neutral. But they do have the, uh, two different expressions. We can we can live them from a place of uh, uh, negativity or darkness, the shadow, what Jung calls the shadow, or we can uh, we can elevate the expression within us to uh, uh, to express it through the light, to the the best qualities of it. So um, evolution, the, the psychic evolution for me is really that for each of the, the to start evolving from working through the, the, the shadow sides of that through consciousness and to uh, get to the place where we make decisions from the, 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 the lighter place, the more positive place. So all these four, even though they sound so negative, they are not. Remember, they're here to support our survival. So the way I'm seeing these is they are actually, they go beyond survival for me. I, I, I think they're guardians of our self-esteem. So, Each one of these has a different department, so to speak, that it's responsible for. So they're there to help us and not necessarily negative and obviously so the, the sort of shadow unconscious part of them we want to bring into light make it all conscious and then use it to, to align, to make better decisions. And just because something's called a saboteur, we're not thinking of it as bad or we're not gonna judge that. Well, it, it can express as a sabotage, as a self-sabotage, right? Mm -hmm. And often that's how it shows up from the shadow. But when we become conscious, as you said, and we start elevating it, we can, we can express it in a different way. And it's really, the saboteur is really in charge of our decisions. Okay. How I'm seeing that. How, like, obviously, what's choice. the, what yeah. about the prostitute? Guardian of choice. So the saboteur is the guardian of choices and the prostitute? I call her the financial director, really, <laughs> but she's the guardian of integrity. Okay. Will I stay with what I value? In a way, that's in the light, right? Uh, in the shadow, we all know how that expresses. It expresses in stay in a relationship that's not fulfilling for too long because of material um, uh, reasons or staying in a job that we don't like even though uh -huh. cool is some, some place else and we know that this is making us unhappy so yeah, it happy. almost sounds like yeah like not living your truth or or doing something just just for money you know as many people use that word um, so how do you work with people? Like, so I would imagine you sort of discover what I've known about it and you sort of discover which ones resonate the most. Is that the first step or align with you? Or how, how, do, you, how do you work with somebody that wants to? Okay, yes. Uh, so so um, I, I kind of help people navigate through, a, it's a long list of archetypes. Actually, mm -hmm. everything in life is kind of archetypal once we begin to get into that. Um, but, but yes, there's a list of archetypes uh, that, that we are using and then people decide on their own, like, okay, what do I relate to? And often because <clears throat> the archetypes are no, not literal. They're really uh, um, mm -hmm. symbolic 
and they are really um, it's 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 a more subtle energies and there are differences subtle differences between mm -hmm. between them they kind of come in families and clusters but uh so so yeah it's it's uh, the you if you're my client or if you're, you're yeah. uh, looking to do that I would help you to find out what are the 12 main ones for you, but you would be the ones, uh, the one that to decide which one resonates for me. Mm -hmm. Is it, um, uh, might be a father or might be, um, a, 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 an advocate for, uh, for, for something right. that maybe a visionary. Right. Maybe somebody's a father or a lawyer. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah, so maybe let's, let's say the father archetype really resonates because I'm a father. Many, hopefully, people that are listening to this are fathers. And as you said, it is an energy and maybe an energy we want to embody. And let's say, all right, you know, this one really resonates with me. I want to embody this archetype. Then, then what's the next? It's so, it's so interesting. Yes, because you're, I, I love that you're. Uh, podcast, by the way, is called the Pod. What, what is it Authentic called? Authentic Dad. Authentic Dad. Yeah, yes. so cool. And uh, even though the father archetype is a big one, right? Mm -hmm. It's a major, major, major one. It's one of the archetypes that you, the original ones that you came up with. Mm -hmm. um, but as a, as a, as we go deeper into that, we can actually see that there's so many different nuances. And, and part of it is because what's personal to you and also it, it, it's evolved, the unconscious, the collective unconscious has evolved as well. And also our life uh, patterns have, have evolved. So with it goes in those unconscious uh, patterns. But one of the things I, I believe that what happens when you know your other archetypes, uh -huh. the eight that are unique to you, they also influence the type of father that you could be. So here's an example, just to make it more real. Let's say you have the archetype of the father, the classic father who is providing for his children. And it's really, um, you know, the, the, the grounding power there, the head of the family, the traditional form of the, of the father. But then let's say you also have what is one of your personal archetypes. You also have the archetype of the athlete. And then this is because they work together. They're never just separated. So this kind of can begin to form a, a different shade of the archetype of the father. And it can be the sports father. So this mm -hmm. is the father who would go and do sports with his children. And that becomes the main way of uh, connecting with a child. Or it could be, let's say, if somebody has a father and it has also the archetype of the fool or the clown then that's going to be the fun father i'm pretty familiar with that one <laughs> okay so you know how it's like okay the kid can like start like putting eggs on your head or put mm -hmm. makeup on you and something you kind of make it make it you you allow yourself to be a fool in that way but they're having a lot of fun with that or it can be cracking jokes and in whatever your way so that would be the conversation would be like okay what do you relate to? Yeah. and then we start determining like what's the particular flavor of your father archetype that is unique okay. to you right so then it's not just the father or the clown it's like as you said what's your particular flavor yeah i'm seeing it as like this energy that you can embody 
to grow and as you said align and be authentic based on what resonates with you and it's sort of like a tool or a way to understand yourself and to examine yourself and i wonder if archetypes can be used almost like a toolbox right so when you're at work you can express one when you're at home or with your kids you can express another and if you develop them then almost like you have this this range of um, embodied energy that you can ex express and does that land does that Absolutely. You know, the way it works is really some of the, these archetypes. So it's like kind of like the traits of your personality or something. Not quite, but just to make it more understandable. And they all live together. And yes, some come to the to the come forward more pronouncedly when in when you're at work. Of course, mm -hmm. this is to some something else. And then at at uh, at home, you can you can use the the archetype of the father more or uh, wh whatever else is there for you. So yes, they work in under the different. It's also interesting because the twelve that are that are your major most direct ones that influence you personally. These are they're kind of like companions for life. And the way it, it, it also works, there's a system in which we can we can determine which archetype is kind of the ruler of a different area of your life. Interesting. Yeah, like a hierarchy or what, who's who's taking up the space or driving the car more than the others. Kind of like a family in a way. I like that, that mm -hmm. um, metaphor. Yeah. So, I mean, so part of your work, I would think, is, is helping people discover theirs and it are, is, is also part of it trying to help people express ones that maybe they weren't aware of or maybe as you said like bring maybe the shadow part of that in into the light is is that sort of what the work is when you work with somebody definitely definitely because once we become aware of uh, who the players are so to speak mm -hmm. then we can begin consciously to make choices of how do i want to express that we like continue on automatic pilot and expressing it from the shadow. This is what happens when things are unconscious for all of us. Mm -hmm. or, or it just opens up the door of the, there's a possibility for new choices. And I'm all about that. When I work with, uh, in, with relationships, that's all about new choices. I think everything is about new choices. Yeah, like you mentioned something about, you talked about authenticity and alignment. Like if somebody, was trying to make a decision in their life, like what job to take, whether to stay in this relationship, what could you use, like how would you use the archetypes as far as like decision-making? And I'm thinking of along the lines of like, when you know your values and you're really clear about your values, they're like a map. Does this align? Is it a similar thing? Exactly. I love that. So you, so you basically can use this as a roadmap, as a guide, it's this sort of, a, but, but you have to get clear about it first, right? You, 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 you have to do the work, I would think, and discover that. You have to see the whole map and then you have to, to have to kind of realize, okay, where am I? Mm -hmm. Right? And then from there, you can start making the next steps and make new decisions. But yeah, I love that 
uh, how how you put it. It's a map. It really is. It, it, I, I always I think about that as a sort of you know sometimes I hear people say, oh I wish I came with a, a manual <laughs> of how to navigate through life. Well, that is the manual. That is the manual. That is so cool. And um, what what resources like someone listening to this and wants to learn more about archetypes are there particular books. Um, or websites that you would recommend to people who want to learn more about it? But yeah, there is a bunch. And, Carrie um, I, I, Miss is the biggest yeah. one, I think. She's expanded the work of archetypes to in, enormously. There are a lot more, but I, I like how she structured the, the theory around that. So mm -hmm. uh, sacred contracts or... Uh, her her whole work is based on that, and there are more people that are, uh, you know, spending from there to to work to continue developing that work. Uh, she's been my teacher, so I really really um, value. Her, her name is spelled M. It's Carolyn M. Y. S. S. Right, Carolyn Miss. Is that how you spell her name? I read Sacred Contracts. I thought it was great, and I know she also sells these like archetype cards. I think are really cool. You can kind of lay out which ones, which ones resonate, all kinds of resources and tools. I've just been, um, you and I had this conversation about, I mean, I know you do other things, but I've just been thinking about it a lot now that I've been more aware of what they are. And actually the coaching program that I got certified in had a whole section on archetypes. So it's really become quite popular and interesting. I start to see things in the world and see like, oh, what archetype is that person or politician embodying right now? The warrior or the empath or the fighter. And sometimes they uh, were watching a speech last night that the speaker was going sort of in and out. And it was very, very effective on connecting. So that's a good question. So how can can we use these to connect with others? Because I know connection is one of your expertise. Yeah. Um, it's so fascinating to me because I, I, I believe that we do this unconsciously anyway. We just don't mm -hmm. know what we're doing. But it's the moment we meet another person, we unconsciously scan them to kind of sense their archetypes and how are they going to connect with my archetypes. Now, yeah. So fascinating. And then if we found if we find archetypes that are kind of matching together, mm. then we we have like, oh, I like that person. I think I'm gonna right. go closer with them. That is so true. And I'm now I'm thinking about let's say a rabbi or a priest, right? They're embodying the sage and and a lot of like my lawyer friends, because I'm you know, I'm a lawyer, they're like there's this advocate. I don't think they're doing it consciously, but they're really embodying many of them. This sort of archetype of, of the fighter or the advocate. And then and now I'm thinking like, well, who resonates with me? Who do I connect with? And, and you're right. It's like person who embodies the ones that, that I maybe naturally embody when there's an alignment that you connect to. Yeah, it can go two ways. It can go with like, okay, something that's similar to mine. And this, so you, if you have, if I have a lover archetype and you have mm -hmm. the lover archetype, we're going to just love each other, right? Uh -huh. and, and it's instant. And this is because they're similar. Simi uh, it, it, it can also be like, oh, okay, if I have an addict mm -hmm. archetype and you have addict archetype, I'll be like, yes, you're my person. Let's go have a drink together. Right. So... 
so that it can go this way, like similar archetypes that uh, immediately, oh my God, I like you, right? We're gonna mm -hmm. do well. And it also works the opposite way. Oh yeah. It, how it can trigger some of the stuff so then we can heal. For example, if I, if I have the victim archetype, we all do, right? But my victim is uh, in the surface and it's not, and it's right there and it's active, it's activated. And let's say you have the bully. I know you don't, but- um, well, I didn't hear what you said, bully. I have the what? Bully. The bully. The bully is an archetype, mm -hmm. yeah. So then my victim, if it's very uh, agitated and active, would instantly be attracted to your bully and your bully would be attracted to my victim. And then it will create all this thing. And it's not so I can suffer. It is so I can be healed. So I can start working, stop being a victim and start setting boundaries victim is all about learning to set your boundaries mm -hmm. okay so yeah. but this is how they would activate each other in order for us to heal right so so you've sort of outsourced or hired that person to heal you because this other part of you is disowned you've disowned it and then you've attracted the person that you you know of that that has that archetype that you've disowned and then i guess it could be toxic but it also could be really healing if you do the work if you decide, yes, so once we are aware, we can work with this and use it for healing. Mm -hmm. If we're not aware, then we are not autopilot and we can be in that cycle of struggling and suffering. And this is why they're so important in my well, And it gets really interesting. And as you said, all the shades of the, you know, the father and each one has its own shades and each one has its own shadow. And then you can take those archetypes and how, you know, how you're connecting with other people, how you heal, how you grow. What, um, you mentioned that you were doing a class or working on a class. Well, tell people about what the work you're doing. I just finished the first class uh, and uh, I really loved it and people loved it. So they've been asking for more. Mm -hmm. So I'm beginning, I'm going to do two classes in September, right after Labor Day. One is level one again, in which I help people to discover their 12 major archetypes uh, and uh, and to place them and see which areas of their lives is their, the most dominant mm -hmm. and uh, and then the second level is for the people who have already taken the first class the first level and that that focuses only on the four survival archetypes and we go into depth here to find out what is in what ways are you sabotaging yourself? How does that and how you can evolve in a way that you can actually start um, making your life a little bit easier or a lot easier. And people can find you or your classes where? You have a website, I, I, I believe. Yeah, um, ginabrezini.com. Okay, and so that's G-I-N-A Brezini, B-R-E-Z-I-N-I.com. I will... Um, definitely put that in the show notes and again for coaching too i don't think you just you, we haven't gone we could talk forever but you don't just use the archetypes it sounds like you have all kinds of tools that you use and it sounds like your passion is helping people be authentic be in alignment finding their purpose which is beautiful because that is exactly what this podcast is about i think that is a beautiful way to end any any uh, any last 
thoughts? Are you doing okay? Are you staying well and healthy during the pandemic? Yes, I am. I am. Thank you. I just want to thank you, David, for thinking of me, for inviting me. And uh, I really admire that you are starting that and that you're following your heart and aligning with your archetypes and with your dreams and making them happen. And I, I believe this is, this is the best the father can do. You talked about embodying mm. father. Well, that's it. Children look at your parents for uh, how they deal with their lives so they can, they can be inspired from that. So this is the best. That giving an example is exactly what I hope it to be and I guess it's it's fatherhood is its own art and I'm inspired by people like you and you in particular when I thought of who I told you this who's going to be my guest you actually were the first person I thought of but I didn't want to ask you right away because I wanted to have you know two or three under my belt before I called you because I didn't you know I didn't want to mess it up so thank you you're amazing you're inspiring and I very much appreciate the time, Gina Rosini. And uh, yeah, have a great day. Thank you. I'm, I'm honored to be here with you and to talk with you. I'm honored to have you. Take care. And that was my good friend, Gina Brazzini. Gina, thank you very, very much for coming on my podcast. Fascinating person. If you don't know that much about the archetypes, I highly recommend you check her out, ginabrazzini.com. You could also do one of the books she recommended, um, Carolyn Miss, M-Y-S-S. Really fascinating stuff, really helpful things to understand uh, yourself, your purpose, and they're kind of fun. So I really, really highly recommend The Archetypes. There's so many things online for those. Please consider that five-star review, that subscribe. Always appreciated. I hope you're doing well and are safe and healthy wherever you are. Thanks for listening. Take care.